Welcome to the program. This is in the footsteps of Jesus, and today I've got a good friend uh, coming and share with us uh, for this program. I know him for a number of years. His name is Daniel, but I wouldn't intend to pronounce his surname. I will let him do that. Daniel, welcome to our program. Thank you. Would you I- like to yeah to tell us uh, who you are, where you come from, and uh, yeah. After just share with us your story. Well, very, very little to tell actually, because uh, I'm what eighty three years old now. Uh, I have a German background. Uh, my name is Heidek, but uh, although I was brought up in Austria, I also spent quite a lot of time in England. Mm-hmm. And my journey, my spiritual journey, really begins in England, because uh, I attended a small church in England. Uh, in a place called Stoke-on-Trent. And uh, it was an Adventist church. And uh, although I was a third-generation Seventh-day Adventist and uh, my father was in the ministry, we, as a young group of people from that church, uh, attended a meeting. The meeting was a Church of Christ meeting. And... uh, I enjoyed the meeting, of course, but you see, I was standing there, minding my own business, uh, amongst the other group of young people, and uh, an elderly lady came up, and she said to me, she said, young man, are you saved? You know, this took me aback, because although I had been the church, strict upbringing in the church, I couldn't answer that question. Hmm. I just could not answer that question. So this stayed with me even even to this day. But I felt I wasn't good enough. And because of good enough, why should I be saved? So in reality, what happened is that I did what the prodigal son did. I went and did it my own way. I I just left home. I went, uh, walk about, if you like, for a couple of years, perhaps a little bit longer. And then I had uh, worked in various places, saved some money, and eventually I went home. And I said to my father, I said, look, Dad, he said, I'm going to go to college. And that was... My dad was delighted. He said, fine, go to college. Uh, but uh, I can't support you. I haven't got any money. <laughs> Which was, uh, in, in England, of course, it was very hard because I wanted to go into a theological college. And uh, there I had to pay my own fees. I had to do work and, and that sort of thing. But you see, the two years that I spent in that college uh, was nothing that... that uplifted me from the spiritual point of view. It it was more academic. It it was a matter of, you know, we had studied Bible, we did uh, all sorts of things, the Greek, we did studies, all, all of them, Old and New Testament and so forth. And eventually, you see, I thought to myself, well, what's spiritual about dissecting a frog at college? What's, you see, the whole mm. thing was purely academic. Mm-hmm. It was totally academic. So eventually I left college after two years. Uh, couldn't afford any more 
because I had to work part time. Where was that? Where this was at Avondale, uh, mm. Newbold College in England. In England, okay. Newbold College, mm-hmm. and uh, you had to work your way through. So eventually, I, I thought, well, I can't do it anymore because studying and working just didn't work. Mm. Did not work properly. Anyway, uh, I then left college and uh, went to London. And lived in a place with a young man uh, in, a, in a talk age. And they were all students. And the talk age is a place where uh, uh, returned soldiers used to go uh, on a retreat. You see, they mm. had nowhere to go. So they stayed in this talk age. It's just like a hostelry. All right. And there were not uh, too many soldiers left. So the students took over. And so I was among students uh, from London University and so forth. And uh, one evening, I had nothing to do, and uh, I rather liked uh, music, uh, particularly big band music. I liked uh, all sorts of big, the bigger the band, the better, Glenn Miller and, and so forth. And uh, they said, well, come come to this dance. We go, we're going into a dance. I said, I can't dance. I don't know how to dance. They said, oh, come on. He said, this is music, good music. Come. And it's the uh, temptation of the young age. Uh, yeah. Yes, of course. <laughs> so I went, I went to this, this dance. And it was a foggy day in November in London town where I went to this place. And there I saw a young lady. And I went to ask this young lady for, for the life of me. I, didn't, I wouldn't know how to dance in the first place, but I did ask. I said, you know. Anyway, I tried. And then we sat down and we started talking. And this was November. Uh, the following March, we were married. So it didn't take long. By that time, of course, we were both 24 years of age. And so we, we were married. Uh, we settled down in London. Uh, we had uh, two children. And then with the two children, we decided to come to Australia. Mm-hmm. This was 1963. And so we came to Adelaide. And uh, I found work in Adelaide uh, with the oil company and moved around from place to place. Uh, here a couple of years, there a couple of years. And eventually we settled in the Barossa Valley. And in the Barossa Valley, it was a small church. Nevertheless, it, uh, I think it was a beginning of, of, of a yearning that I had. It, it was a, uh, I needed growth whilst I was working, whilst I was uh, doing all sorts of things. Uh, I didn't neglect going to church or anything of that nature, but... Uh, Uh, I needed a deeper understanding. I needed deeper, deeper understanding. So we had good discussions in that church. We had old folks, older people, and of course, uh, the younger ones too. And we started speaking about various aspects of, of our faith. Uh, we started with justification and sanctification. Now, that's Bible speak. Justification, uh, to clarify, means that uh, if, as you are, you know, just as you are, the Lord will accept you and he will justify you. 
And then comes sanctification. Now, what's sanctification? Well, sanctification, if, if you look at the term, it is to make something holy. It is to, a process of, of, of making somebody holy or something holy. Mm. Right? If you put thing, uh, uh, things aside, for a special uh, for purpose, a special yeah, purpose. holy purpose, yeah. Holy purpose. You're making it holy. Mm. So I was looking at this holiness, and I thought to myself, you see, because the older folks said, yeah, holiness, but you see, that'll take a lifetime. A lifetime? I need it now. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> I, I said, I didn't quite agree with it, mm. because I, I, I looked at the cross with a, with a thief on the cross, and was he justified? Yes, of course. Was he sanctified? Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. How long did it take him to be sanctified? You know, and so this holiness business sort of started gelling in my in my head, and then I found First Peter, and First Peter in the first chapter in the sixteenth verse, it says this: it says, "Be holy, for I am holy." Mm. Now. The Lord wanted me to be holy? How come? How, how, how does this happen? You see, I wanted to be holy. You see, the, the, uh, how shall I say, the, the, the desire of a human heart is holiness, mm-hmm. is worship. As soon as we come to the conclusion that there is God, that there is somebody up there, that we, the tendency for a human being is to want to worship. So uh, I thought to myself, yeah, well, worship. Even in the second and the third century, people wanted to do this holiness bit. And they went into caves. They became hermits. Mm. They became uh, monks. And you see that this is where the monastery system started, mm. right at the very beginning, even in those days. Martin Luther, for instance, he wanted to be holy. He was a monk. Mm. He flayed himself. He hit himself, you know, up to the point mm. until he begin to began to realize when he walked up those steps in in Rome, halfway up the steps, the long steps that there were, where people actually walk up on knees. You know, step by step on on the knees. In the middle of that that step, he got up and said, "The just shall live by his faith." Mm. So you see, he found that the holiness is not what you do or how you achieve things, although the requirement is holiness. You see, and then uh, I came across Ephesians, uh, not Ephesians. It was in. Uh, in Leviticus, Leviticus 20. And I came across Leviticus 20 where it said, prepare yourselves and be holy Mm. because I'm holy. And then like lightning, like a thunderclap, it says, it is I who make you holy. What? God makes me holy? You're the one that's going to make me holy? So what does that mean? I'm a saint. I'm a saint. Mm. But you see, don't believe me? Well, you look at um, uh, uh, 
the Romans and look at uh, some of the other uh, letters that uh, Paul had written, uh, the Apostle Paul. Mm-hmm. He greets all of his, he starts his letters to the saints in Ephesus, to yes. the saints here, to the saints there, to the saints. Now, all of these people were saints. Does that make me a saint? Oh, how wonderful. How wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, just um, that's that's so so wonderful um, look um, we are going to have a short break right now okay and uh, this is in the footsteps of jesus from down under please don't go anywhere because we have a special guest today and you are going to hear his walk with jesus his story he's a uh, a Seventh-day Adventist in the third generation, but he was still struggling to find out uh, how to be, if he's saved or not. Yes. And I've got a song with the German group, actually, <laughs> sang in English, and it's called Jesus Saves. Good. Let's listen to this song and we'll come back. Don't go anywhere. silent while the world raised its voice in loud and angry tones they took the lead but all across creation there's a rumbling in the hills as the chosen ones of God stand up to make his message known I'm gonna shout it from the housetops proclaim it from the mountaintops tell the world around me Saves. I have made my choice I'm gonna make a joyful noise The world will hear my voice Jesus saves The rocks and hills were ready To proclaim the Savior's might But the Spirit of the Lord said They should wait you see, God knew His children were ready to march on And proclaim His word throughout the land and seal the devil's fate But the word still tells us daily that God is not alive Salvation's plan is just a fairy tale But their lives don't change the truth that Jesus died for you and the word says he's returning It's happened any day I'm gonna shout it from the housetops Proclaim it from the mountaintops Tell the world around me Jesus saves I have made my choice I'm gonna make a joyful noise The world will hear my voice Jesus saves We have heard Joyful sound Jesus saves Jesus saves Spread the tidings All around Jesus saves Jesus saves I'm gonna shout it From the housetops Proclaim it from the mountaintops Tell the world around me Jesus saves 
I'm gonna make a joyful noise The world will hear my voice Jesus says The world will hear my voice Jesus says The world will hear my voice Jesus says Jesus says And that was Harmony Quartet with Jesus Saves. Welcome back. This is uh, In the Footsteps of Jesus from Down Under. And today I've got Daniel Heidik. 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 I was trying. I was trying, Daniel, but okay. uh, didn't you, you work. Need it there. You <laughs> That's need it there. all right. <laughs> Look, we are talking about your story, Daniel, and um, as a young man uh, uh, trying to find your way into life, and you share with us that... Um, you are the third generation of the Seventh-day Adventist. Um, and uh, still, when you were young, you you didn't understand things. And somebody challenged you with that question, yes. are you saved? Yes. And you are sharing yes. with us now how important it is for you to understand, to be, be holy. To be saved. Yeah, to be saved. Yeah. Yeah, please just um, take us through. To continue the, uh, the, the quest for holiness... You see, if you, if you're trying to be holy, that means that you have to be sinless. You don't have to carry around. You say holy, it means no sins, clear everything else. How do I get rid of my sins? So, uh, I went to a text or a couple of texts in Hebrews and I came to Hebrews and it said in the 10th chapter of Hebrews, it speaks about the Holy Spirit, the testifying, and it says, This is the covenant that I will make with them after that time, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and I will write them in their minds. What law is this talking about? The Ten Commandments? Sure. It's the Ten Commandments. But I like the abbreviation of Jesus when he said, Love God with all your heart and all your mind and love your fellow neighbor, your neighbor, your fellow human being mm. as yourself. Now, that means that, that the Ten Commandments reduced in two, two commandments. It's the commandments of love. Mm. It's our a relationship to God and a relationship to our fellow human beings. You see, and then he added, he says, their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. Mm -hmm. In other words, like a computer language, I'll delete them. I'll get rid of them. No more. And then it also says, and where there have been, sins have been forgiven, there's no longer any sacrifice, no more need for any sacrifice. So that means that I've been freed, I've been deleted, right? I am now no longer carrying the burden of, of my sins. Does that mean that I'm now totally holy to the point of where, where I won't sin anymore? Or free to do anything we... Or, or do anything, yeah. No, you see, because I can still produce a clangor here and there, <laughs> there mm. you know. But you see... Even in that state, I have a, a, a solution to the problem. 
And the solution, the solution to the problem comes, comes in John, in the second chapter of John. And the second of John, uh, I'd, I'd like to read this one to you because it's a, it's a very interesting point. It's uh, in First John, it is the second chapter, and it's the first verse, and it says this, My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin, but if anybody does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense, Jesus Christ, the righteous one, he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. So, you see, if I do drop a clanger now and then, okay, I can go to the Father, and I can confess my, my faults, and I have provision there made for me through the blood of Christ, the righteous one, that he will forgive me. And so... Where is this perfection? Where is this holiness? Yes, I'm declared righteous because of the blood of Christ. But I'm still human. I'm not walking three feet off the ground. Mm. Uh, I still have, have this need for this, for this relationship. But that was important for you to understand sanctification, this oh, theological yes. world, yes, you know. Of course. Yeah, it was under, yeah. and as we understand, I noticed that you refer to many texts in the Bible, yes. which is the source of understanding Absolutely. and knowledge and wisdom. I and had to find it somewhere. Mm. I had mm. to find it somewhere. You see, and, and the thing is, is that actually it almost brings me to, to the end of what I wanted to say. Because you see, I would love to leave, find or meet this person again, perhaps in heaven. Because I would love to tell her, if she asks me the question again, young man, are you saved? I will say, yes, yes, absolutely, I have saved. And I'll, I'll even quote the text for that, mm -hmm. right? I'll go to Ephesians. Uh, Ephesians, the second chapter, verse 8, says, You are saved by grace through faith. Not by any works that you do, not, not any things that you can achieve. It is a gift, a gift from God. This is the salvation that I have accepted. Mm. This is the gift I have accepted. And you know, if you're listening, why don't you? And then, then why don't you accept this? Then, um, we are coming, um, uh, quickly to a close sure. because our time is just a um, yep. uh, few more minutes we have there um, just before we closing this uh, program I would like you to share with us and with our listeners because you've been challenged in your life about uh, your walk with Jesus you were challenged and asked a question like that are you saved young man yeah. um, what would you say to the listeners to the young men who are out there and maybe not knowing uh, what to do in this life, how will you encourage them? And what's your advice, if you like, from a man with uh, so much wisdom? Because I, you just mentioned your age and I don't need to say more, you know? What would you say to the people who are listening to this program? 
I, I would urge, first of all, read your Bible. Hmm. Read your Bible and get to know the Jesus Christ in that Bible and what he has done for you on your behalf and he desires with all of his being to save you to save you so that you can say I am saved because you see that's the purpose of his life that's the purpose of his death that was the purpose of his resurrection that is perfect of the second coming and he will save you to the uttermost absolutely to, to, to the endmost read your Bibles get to know that Jesus that I have become got to know Mm, very, very good then. And, uh, yes, I believe that Bible is the source which we all should, uh, should trust and look into because, yeah. you know, uh, man can be deceived yeah. by man. Of course. And there are a lot of, uh, ideologies, a lot of teachings around, yeah. and you can be easily drifted away from the truth. And diverted, yeah. But if you look into the Bible, and I think this is a very wise and very important advice for each one of us to treasure the Word of God, the Bible, who reveals to us who God is, yeah. what He has done for us, yeah. and how to, uh, to be able to to follow him this this is what happened to me it nobody told me i had to find it up for myself mm. and what i find i will stick to for the rest of my life because it is the truth that i found in scripture for myself i found the way on my walk with jesus is based on scripture Praise the Lord. Thank you very much, Daniel. And um, I'm pretty sure that uh, we'll be able to have you back again at some point and give us a bit of wisdom from your <laughs> walk with Jesus. Please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. Next will be Give Me the Bible with Len. Until then, may God bless you.